Welcome to the Faith and Money podcast, where we discuss the Bible's teaching on money, wealth, and generosity. Here at the Faith and Money podcast, we are passionate about helping our listeners to love God and their neighbor with their money. Unfortunately, my famous co-host, Crystal, isn't here today, but she has entrusted me to do this podcast without her. I am Keith Conley. I am a, the president and CEO of True Legacy Financial Planning. We are a financial advisory firm that serves clients who desire to receive biblical wisdom with their financial advice. I am a certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor. I specialize in working with faith-based business owners, churches, other nonprofits, ministers, and high net worth families of faith. You can learn more about my work on my website at truelegacyfp.com. And as usual, you can email us at faithandmoneypodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments or even rotten tomatoes for Crystal, after all, we need to pick on her a little bit since she isn't here to defend herself. Uh, Crystal is in the process of moving, and uh, so we're definitely going to miss her today. But today, I want to welcome Lupe Science. Did I say your last name correctly? Yes, it's like saying science. Like science, science to the Faith and Money podcast. Lupe is a financial coach and... You have a specific niche of clientele that you work with. Tell us about your work, Lupe. Yes, so thank you so much, Keith, um, for having me here. I'm excited. Um, And just so you know, this is my first podcast ever. So come on, you're (laughs) You're breaking me in. (laughs) Um, So yes, I serve um, blended families. I help other blended families because I have one of of my own. And um, I know... The struggles that can come along with, um, it's already hard enough to blend two people together, but you're blending two families, you know, one couple comes with kids, the other one with more kids and blending them together and the finances, it just can be, um, uh, it can come with its own um, issues. So that's why I focus on blended families. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, of, dynamics that that couples you know getting married for the first time or or getting married without children um have you know compared to others uh other blended families how would you define a blended family um honestly there's different types of blended family um the the most common known is you know two parents come together with their own sets of kids they come together blending them um, it can also be a um, a single mom who um, who's taking on or adopting other kids. Maybe she has her own kids. Um, you know, she's blending um, the kids together, even if it's on her own um, or a dad. Um, another way is if you have if you are married and you guys have your own kids but are fostering that's that can be another um um form of blended family so there's different types of blended families um they're 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 out there (laughs) there's a lot yeah you know on the surface as i was thinking about this podcast i was thinking at first i thought that a blended families was a relatively new phenomenon resulting from the no-fault divorce laws in the 1970s 
But as I thought about it, blended families have been around for a really long time. And if you look at the Bible, for example, we have, you know, many different blended families, you mm -hmm. know, Abraham being the prime example of, of having, you know, two wives and plural marriages and, mm -hmm. and children from both sides of, you know, of, of both uh, spouses. Um, and so that create, you know, the polygamy creates some dynamics. And, and I don't know too many, you know, families here in the U.S. with polygamy, although I have talked to people, you know, in other parts of the world who were involved in polygamous marriages. But then, uh, you know, even, you know, 150 years ago, blended families were very common before in the no-fault divorce laws with, you know, a lot of times uh, you would have very large families and, and then some women would end up, unfortunately, passing away in childbirth and, and the husband mm -hmm. would remarry and then have children with the new wife. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, blended families, uh, you know, what they've, how they have occurred and, you know, the circumstances of them originating and, and what they look like may have changed, but mm -hmm. blended families are not a new thing. No, not at all. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's, um, I think it goes back many, many years and we can see it in the Bible as well. Like you said, um, it's just, I think it's coming more known now. Um, but yeah, it's been around for years and I think that's, a, um, as far as when it comes down to finances, um, it's a underserved community. Um, and I just, th that is one of the reasons that um, I'm focusing on helping blended families because I know the struggles that that can be. And um, yeah, I agree with you. It's been around for years. So can, would you be willing to share us a little bit of your own circumstances that you got in, you involved with financial coaching and blended families? Yeah, examples of my own circumstances? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, so I've been married with my husband for, it's going to be 10 years this July. And um, when we got married, I had my son and he had three kids. Um, and then together we had one. Um, but I want to say the first two years were pretty rough for us um, in everything, um, blending not only our finances, but the kids. It was it was very rough. Um, my husband is a um, he he. He's always been, he was raised Christian and his faith has always been very strong. Um, one of the stories that um that I like to tell, which is what ultimately blended us was um, at the beginning, our kids, my my son and and my stepson, they used to bicker a lot. And um, that, that created a lot of tension between us. Um, and there was one time where um, I've had it, right? Like I was just tired of them bickering. I was at a moment to, he came home from work and I told him I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I was already packing my stuff. And this is the moment that changed everything. Um, because instead of him getting mad or anything, he called all the kids upstairs, including myself. And the first thing he did was um, he told us we are a family. And he looked at my son and he said, you, you are my son and I love you as my son, just like I love, you know, my, my other kids, you guys, we, we are one family, one 
unity. So um, what he did, he said, grab hands, and he started praying. And at that moment, I realized that that God has brought us together for a reason. And after that, everything changed. I think that's when we came together with everything, finances and everything. Um, one of the things that uh, we we discussed during our, um, you can say, budget meetings was um, at that time he was paying some lawyer fees. And um, obviously when you get married, those become your responsibility as well. So we talked about all that lawyer fees, um, uh, child support. He didn't, it was 50-50, but he, at that time he would still um, uh, provide some type of income to, to the other parent. But we came together in an agreement and we creating, created our budget together and we were together in it. So, um, and I believe that if we, wouldn't have done that, I don't think we would be together right now, just because I know um, the those discussions can be very, very tough, especially when you're newly married. Very emotional discussions. Yes, and very emotional. Um, not only, you know, with the kids trying to get along, you know, like I said, the first two years were very rough, um, but when you bring God into the middle, everything changed for us. And so, yeah, those, those are very tough discussions, but that are a must, they, they must happen. <clears throat> right. You know, in your experience, what is the biggest financial challenge for blended families? Um, the biggest challenge is that, that you come both parents have their own way of the way they they were raised and they come with their own ideas about money um and then they come with each parent may have um child support attorney fees whatever the case may be and that can be a big challenge because if you don't agree on okay now we are together we're married these are our expenses. These are our, um, uh, can't find the word, but whatever the, whatever both parents bring, it's ours now. Like it's not yours or mine. Ability, yeah. And 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 then, but then there's also you know the other if both um, spouses were married before and both brought children into the into the new marriage. You also have the relationship and the dynamic with the former spouses mm -hmm. you know, because they're still, you know, you, they may not be married to that person. They may not be romantically involved or, or, or have those promises, you know, those covenant promises anymore, but they're, you're still raising a child together with that other, you know, former spouse. Um, and that just creates a lot more, uh, complexity in, in the situation as well mm -hmm. yeah co-parenting can be tough as well um for us i i honestly i learned grace through my husband um and because i love my kids so much and when i say that i mean all of my kids my stepkids my kids 
Um, I love them so my love for them is greater than my ego. So with that, I welcome the their mom. And we have a great relationship. I think you have to put your kids when it comes down to that. Um, you have to put your kids first and and try to build a a a good co-parenting um uh environment around that because i just i just feel that if you don't have a good relationship with the other parent and it doesn't have to be you have to be best friends or anything like that but like um respectful with each other the kids will see that and they'll and they'll appreciate that as they grow and they'll have a um also they're going to be able to also build healthy relationships because you're model modeling that for them um so i think that's important for me at least um leaving my ego you know behind and loving my kids um and not not seeing her i don't see my the kid's mom as my husband's ex-wife i see her as my kid's mom and that's how i call her the kid's mom i i don't have the perception of her as my husband's ex-wife because that that kind of develops you know different feelings yeah. but when you change your your mindset change your perspective and and just love your kids um then everything kind of starts falling into place yeah, it's you know, in, in these situations, it's it the earlier that a new couple went in a blended family can lay a good foundation for their marriage, the better. A lot of times, you know, there may be premarital counseling, there may be, you know, a lot of conversations, but a lot of times, you know, there are gonna be kinks that that surface, you know, after the family is blended, after the wedding and everyone moves in together. Um, but it's, you know, it's just so important that, you know, these families who who know the Lord, you know, attempt to set up a, a foundation that's built upon Christ. And and I, I think that your words about, uh, you know, checking your ego at the door and and uh, and having the right attitude towards other people involved in your family that may not be in the house is just so important. Mm hmm. You know, kids are a, a, a huge priority in any parent's life. But one of the things that I would think not coming from a blended family and not being a part of a blended family now um, is that, you know, when a couple gets married, they really need to lay a foundation where, you know, they are a team and they cannot be broken and, and manipulated. Mm -hmm. uh, I can see, you know, a lot of situations where children, um, are, you know, have a lot of feelings about new marriages and new parents and new step parents. And, and it's just so important that, that both parents work together mm -hmm. to set that expectation that they are one unit. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, my, my oldest son, which is my stepson, I, I don't like to call my stepkids stepkids, but just for the sake of our conversation. Yes. So, um, my older son, which is my stepson, 
um, when my husband and I told them that we were, we shared the news that we were going to get married. And he, at that time, he was the one that would, um, have at the beginning, he had a lot of anger issues because of, of the divorce of their parents, of his parents. Mm -hmm. So he came with a lot of like resentment, anger, um, that all was laid onto my son. Um, so those were the problems that we had at the beginning, but he, when we told them, and him in particular, the news that we were going to get married, he told me, well, Lupe, don't think I'm going to call you mom. Like, I'm never going to call you mom. And um, and I told him, I don't expect you to. I'm going to love you regardless. Um, but I don't expect or I, I'm not here to take your mom's place. Well, it's been almost 10 years. And now he calls me madre, which is mom in Spanish because I'm, I'm Latina. So it's just funny to see that. You know, because again, um, he's seen the way we have blended together. My husband and I, we put each each other first because then it trickles down to our kids and they see if my parents are together and they're united, yes. um, you know, whatever they do, it's not it's not gonna break us. So um, so yeah, now he calls me Madre. And, um, but I never tell him, Hey, I thought you were never going to call me. <laughs> I never bring that up, but no, um, it, just, it, it warms, it warms my heart to hear him. Um, when he calls me that, cause I know like, okay, the, the Lord did his work here and I'm just right. happy. So normally when, you know, like a couple in their early twenties are getting married for the first time, there's the combination combining of bank accounts and, you know, insurances and, you know, last names and, you know, you know, become, you know, more or less community assets, all that's a legal term, but we'll just call it, you know, they become one, right? Mm -hmm. In your, in your experience coaching at uh, blended families, is separate bank accounts advisable at any point for a blended family, or do you recommend that they have a com uh, combined account? I recommend to have a combined account um, because you have it's it's a must. You have to blend everything. Your money. Mm -hmm. It's important to be put into one account. Um, each parent can still have their own accounts for money that um, in the budget is his or hers um, for money that they can spend on whatever they desire on. But the main expenses, the main um, everything. Yeah, like all the main expenses should be combined and in one account. Um, that's very important. Um, I do see, though, that a lot of um, couples don't have combined accounts and that's sometimes very hard for them to do because that um, you can say it's not the norm. Um, so that I think that's one of the biggest challenges that when it comes to um, not only with blended families, any type of um, uh, marriages, when they come together, it's very hard for them to combine their, their incomes because they're so used to having their own their own money, their own, you know, um, paying their own bills, but it's important. Right. I, and I, and I'm just asking questions. I'm not trying to make a, an argument or, or, or disagree. I'm just asking questions here, but would it make sense to have like a, a joint account and then maybe a separate account 
for each parent for kids expenses, just because there may be you know passing of of money between you know other uh, parents outside of the household, you know, with child support and alimony and those kinds of things. It is does is that ever advisable? I would um so I would recommend to still have the joint account. And then um, what I recommend my clients is to divide their expenses into three categories, which is one, um, have an account for your bills, anything that um, has a due date, so and make that automatic, and then have an account for your day-to-day -day expenses, mm -hmm. and then an account or a savings account for all your unexpected expenses. And um, I recommend them to have um, kind of like a digital envelope system where they have different savings accounts and they can name them. So I would I would suggest for um, for the sake of um, having expenses for each kid, maybe have a digital envelope system for each kid, and um, and and together they can transfer money into that envelope and they can both see how much how much is being transferred or if it's another envelope for child support um but doing it together it's important because what's a if, digital envelope I'm sorry what's a digital envelope um I call them digital envelope but it's it's having separate savings accounts oh, um, yeah and then you can for example in, with my bank my husband and I we have seven saving accounts and mm -hmm. therefore um sorry Therefore, um, house house maintenance, car repairs, kids, birthdays. Um, so I would suggest for them to have um, or a saving bucket. You know, I also call them saving buckets and you can name them. So I would suggest for them to name them with their kid's name and they can transfer money there for the kids. Um, have you ever seen a dynamic where there's a blended family and a parent outside of the household has um, drastically at um, different income than what you have in the household, meaning like more. And so like one half of a, of a blended family's kids get receive a lot more um, extracurricular activities, maybe funding for college compared to another half of the blended family and how do you work out that dynamic I have not experienced that yet um so I don't have a lot of experience on that but um but it, I mean I'm sure it's out there yeah like there's well I mean I just I can just think of scenarios where you're going to have a blended family where you know maybe the the ex-husband of of the wife in the household makes you know five times more money than mm -hmm. the current husband and they fund a 529 plan and it by the time that kid reaches you know college age it might have several hundred thousand dollars in there mm -hmm. whereas you know your the wife's new husband makes you know um you know fifty thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. and their kid has nothing save for college and and the one you know, the one child has college paid for and the other one's having to take out student loans and how that can create, you know, an interesting dynamic. Oh, yeah, that could create jealousy, resentment, yeah. like all of those. I think um, with that, it's important to be open with the kids. 
and explain to them um, what's going on. And communication when, when in these scenarios is very, very important. And guiding your kids um, through decisions of um, choosing a college or working while in college, try to avoid student debt. Yeah, um, because that can really, um, you know, it has its own effects once the student graduates. But communicating and and um, guiding them through the process, if they don't, if they're not gonna have the same amount of money as their brother or stepbrother, right? Um, but communicating with them, I think it's important to be open when it comes down to finances with the kids. Yeah, I can see how jealousy and and oh yeah. And resentment could be a real big deal. You know, it might not be college. It might be, you know, a cell phone or, 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 you know, going to summer camp or, you know, just a lot of different things. And, mm -hmm. and it's just important that I believe that, as we've said from the very beginning, that the husband and the wife are, you know, are a strong unit and they're able to communicate together mm -hmm. and express their love and, and, and the provision for their, all of their children regardless of the circumstances of, of the other parent. Um, you know, it's, it's not a situation that I'm particularly familiar with, but, you know, I'm just trying to think of different scenarios that, mm -hmm. that could occur in a blended family. Um, so, so what, what kind of goals do you encourage blended families to set from a financial perspective? Um, well, every family is different. Um, but one thing that I encourage families, blended families and families in general is for the, for the mom and dad to have dreams together and to share those dreams with the kids. For example, my husband and I, we, um, this past week we sat and we, we talked about paying off our home and we brought our kids together because that's a dream of ours right and we brought all our kids together we have one in the navy we had him on the phone our daughter she lives in Tustin we had her on the phone and we had a family meeting and we shared with them what our dream is and we told them you know the the steps that we're going to do to to get there because it's important for them to know and to be involved in what the family goal is because we we told them um when we when we pay off our home this is going to be for you guys this is our legacy that we're going to be leaving for you guys so it's important that um and again every family is different that the parents have big goals but that they also break down the goals into um uh baby steps and share this, those with the kids and involve them in the process because that way they can see what's possible when you um, when you have a plan, when you have a budget and when you work together. Yeah. So um, always involving the kids in the process. I think it's very important. So, you know, you provide a, a very uh, important service for, for these blended families that you work with, with helping them, um, you know, get their budgeting and, and their cash flow and, and debt management. What other advisors do you encourage blended families to have? 
What other advisors? Yes. Um, well, I consider financial coaching to be a step before going into a financial advisor mm -hmm. because um, if there may, there's many families that don't have the extra cash to actually invest. Right. So, um, so I would say find a good financial advisor like yourself um, and also find a good person that you can uh, get life insurance. I think that's another important um, aspect that you, you must have. Right. Um, in your family so um yeah I would say those are the two biggest ones um not sure if I'm answering your question correctly what what, what about like a, an estate plan oh yes yeah absolutely yeah thank you for bringing that up I have I have one client uh out on the east coast that that they are a blended family and uh I'm not going to get into specifics, but let's just say that that one of the client's ex-spouses is a real piece of work. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I've been pushing my client, you really got to get an estate plan because mm -hmm. if something happens, this this former spouse is going to come for your estate. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some assets there. Um, and so, you know, protecting you know, your, your family, your children, your, your uh, spouses, children, you know, and just making sure that those um, assets are protected from, from bad actors who might come, you know, for a payday should something happen. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Your kids are provided for. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. That's very important. Having a will. Yeah, I mean, a will is, is important, you know, and, and a will, you know, at least in California, mm -hmm. uh, a will will not keep you out of probate, mm -hmm. but a will will, but what it will do is, especially with the provision of who would become the caretakers of your minor children, that would be enforceable, but your estate's still going to have to go through probate, mm -hmm. uh, but a trust can prevent that. Uh, particularly if you own a home and it have other assets that you need to protect from probate. You know, probate takes a long time. It's expensive because, you know, you're going to have to pay courts and attorneys and, you know, you want to avoid that. So, you yeah. know, we had an estate planner on a few weeks ago. Um, if, if you're a listener here, you might want to refer back to that episode with my friend Jeff um, about, you know, the benefits of, of, uh, a trust and a mm -hmm. will, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars for a, an attorney to get a trust could prevent you, your estate and your children from losing tens of thousands of maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on your, your estate situation. But yeah. I always encourage, you know, to talk to an advisor that does both life insurance and investments, um, you know, having really good uh, home and auto insurance, someone that does that, Mm -hmm. uh, a tax person, a CPA to help you with the deductions and claiming children and, and mm -hmm. those dynamics. You may need a, a, a family attorney, although hopefully after the divorce, that's all settled and you won't need to go back and do that. Uh, an estate planning attorney. Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of different people that blended families as well as families that aren't blended need to receive advice from. So, if someone wanted to contact you to get some help, um, how would they contact you, Lupe? 
Um, they can go to my website. It's www.moneyrenovation.biz. That's uh, B as in boy, I as in igloo, Z as in zebra. Um, they can go there and all my information is there. All right. Can you tell us the website one more time? Yes, it's www.moneyrenovation.biz. Okay. Thank you. And if, you, if you're listening to this and, and you want to get in touch with Lupe, and ask her some questions or, or get some help, I would encourage you to go to her website. Uh, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Lupe. This has been great, very informative. Thank you, Keith. I, and I also learned a lot from you. So um, thank you so much. Yeah. And we, miss, we miss Crystal, so. <laughs> oh, well, you know, she would have made fun of my dad jokes, but you know, <laughs> but she can't defend herself. So we'll we'll just let it slide, so. <laughs> I love your dad jokes, by the way. <laughs> um, hey, everyone, Lupe likes my dad jokes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you're listening to us today for the first time uh, and, or maybe the second time or, or you've listened many times, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and, and share the podcast with a friend and perhaps an enemy, too. Uh, because we are going to be providing you with really great interviews with lots of valuable content on how to honor the Lord with your wealth. Uh, if you need to contact me, uh, you can contact me at my website, True Legacy, FP, F as in Frank, P as in Paul, dot com. Uh, I'm available on Facebook and LinkedIn. And you can email me at faithandmoneypodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Thank you again, Lupe, for coming and go ahead and uh, subscribe and, and we'll see you in our next episode. Thank you very much. Peace.